Hey everyone, I'm Tony Hardman, your host for Not Quite Zen, a podcast about struggling with mental health and finding ways to make life better. I've struggled with mental health all my life, but through lots of therapy and hard work, I've learned how to be calmer, happier, and more grounded. And I hope that this show can do the same for you. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back if you're an existing listener, and hello to any new listeners out there. As a reminder, if you haven't already, please go to notquitezen.co and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get an email once a week with helpful mental health content from around the web, including the latest from Not Quite Zen. It's no secret that many of us can work too hard and take on too much. Before COVID-19, we lived in an overworked, always-on society where the lines between work and home were constantly blurred. Now that we've been dealing with a pandemic for what feels like an eternity, for most people, those lines barely even exist anymore. Not to mention the fact that staffing shortages are spreading workers too thin, many parents are stuck working remotely with children at home, and it seems like there's no end in sight. With all these issues and 79% of U.S. employees reporting that they've experienced work-related stress in 2021, burnout can easily feel like the norm and not the exception. Okay, let's pause for a deep breath. That's better. Look, it's normal to feel tired or overwhelmed from time to time, but when these feelings don't go away after a few days, you need to rethink how you're living your life. Curing burnout is going to take more than a day off or a weekend away, but there are some things you can do to release a little bit of pressure without taking a vacation. You need burnout first aid. Whether you want to learn about how burnout affects your health or you need an actionable plan to take back control, I've got you covered. As a former Army medic and current mental health coach, I will teach you how to stop the bleeding so that you can start to recover. Let's start by talking about how burnout affects physical and mental health. When we're overworked, we often experience symptoms of physical and mental exhaustion, such as insomnia, irritability, and muscle tension. Left unchecked, these symptoms will continue to worsen and can lead to burnout. Burnout is a feeling of emotional, mental, and physical exhaustion that can happen when your body and mind are pushed to the limit. When this happens, it can wreak havoc on your life and lead to a number of different symptoms. Here are some telltale signs of burnout that you should watch out for. If you have a lack of energy or motivation, you're chronically fatigued, you have difficulty concentrating, reduced productivity, insomnia, sadness, anger, irritability, alcohol or substance abuse, not only can burnout cause these symptoms, but a recent study suggests that it can also affect your heart health. Discussing these side effects is not meant to scare you, but I do hope that it motivates you to take some action. So follow this plan that I'm about to lay out. Step one, identify the source of your burnout. The best place to start is by identifying the source of your burnout. Work-related stress is often the most common culprit, but long bouts of depression and ongoing stressful situations, like a global pandemic, for instance, can also lead to burnout. One of the most productive ways that you can identify the sources of your burnout is by writing them down. You could try to keep a list in your head, but isn't that just adding to your mental exhaustion? Get them out of your mind. Trust me, you will feel better if you do this. Once you know the sources of your burnout, then you can start to make a plan to eliminate those stressors, at least in the short term. Step two, pick a time to implement burnout first aid and set boundaries. To get some relief, you need to commit to a time and a place. If you don't, then you're going to be stuck in an ongoing cycle. 
Ideally, you'll want to set aside three days, but if you can only spare one or two, then that's better than nothing. If you have a job that doesn't have any work-life balance, which likely caused or contributed to your burnout, then you're going to have to set a boundary or make up an excuse. Choosing a remote location where you won't have access to your email is always a good one. If you don't want to let them know ahead of time or you need to call off today because you just can't take it anymore, then get creative. Here's a couple different excuses you could use. I was so sick, I couldn't leave my bed. I had a family emergency and left in a rush without my phone. The power went out. I had food poisoning and I couldn't leave the bathroom. Gross, but it gets the job done. Do whatever you need to do so that you're not communicating with work during this time. If you can't take this step, then you won't find any relief. Let me repeat that. If you can't take this step, then you won't find any relief. In addition to setting boundaries with work, you'll also need to let other people in your life know that you'll be unreachable unless you plan to be with them during this time. You can reach out directly or just set up the autoresponder on your phone. Step three, pick a location and disconnect. When it comes to picking a place, your home is fine, but you may have more success if you can get away, even if it's only an hour from where you live. Changing scenery will improve the stress-reducing effect of this method. I cannot stress this enough. Disconnecting from the world at large is the single most important step you can take in administering burnout first aid. I'm talking no phone, internet, news, email, social media, live television, whatever. We have phones and other devices with us 24-7 to keep up with the latest headlines, reply to texts, check emails, Snapchat friends, set timers for our workouts, plan our vacations, take photos of our food, all while scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. It's enough to make anyone feel burnout. Ditch it. If you don't have the willpower to do this, and let's face it, most of us don't, you have two options. Option one, actually go somewhere that is remote where you're not going to have phone and internet service. Or option two, buy a timed lockbox for your devices. I've linked to a couple in the show notes, or you can go to notquitezen.co and check it out on the corresponding blog post. In addition to locking up your devices, you should also disconnect your modem. In case of emergencies, if you're in civilization, then knock on a neighbor's door for help. Break your lockbox or connect your internet and use a device like Amazon Alexa to call 911. If you're going somewhere remote, let someone know where you're going, how long you're going to be there, and what time to send help if they haven't heard back from you. Now I want to share with you a quick story about the value of disconnecting, which was the inspiration for this method of burnout first aid. Let me further explain why disconnecting is so important. A couple of years ago, when I felt burnout, I booked a week-long vacation with my family. The vacation was nice, we all had a great time, but when I came back, I was still burnout. What gives, I thought. About a month later, I went on my first weekend backpacking trip with my brother. We were only gone for two days, but during that time, I was in the Allegheny National Forest and I had zero phone service. The only thing I had to do during that time was hike and survive. It was amazing not having any other cares in the world. When we finally reached civilization, my phone started vibrating like crazy with all my missed messages. At that moment, I realized how valuable it was for my mental health to completely disconnect. Those two days significantly reduced my stress, way more than a week at the beach. So for mental health's sake, find a way to disconnect. Step four, 
plan stress-reducing activities when you're taking your burnout first aid. I've asked you to disconnect, but I don't expect you to just sit around and twiddle your thumbs. You need to plan out some stress-reducing activities. There are several things you can do during your self-imposed retreat. Here's a few worth considering. Spend time in nature. Whether it's an entire weekend backpacking, a short hike near home, or a walk through a quiet neighborhood, getting outdoors has huge mental health benefits. Get some exercise. Like being in nature, exercise can also boost your mood. Do some yoga, ride a bike, take a walk. It doesn't have to be vigorous, just get your body moving. Try a mindfulness activity. Do a short meditation once or twice. You can do it while you're spending time outdoors or try any one of the 30 mindfulness activities that I linked in the show description. Mindfulness will help you reduce stress and focus on living in the present moment so that you're not worrying about the source of your burnout. Play a board game. You can find something to play solo like Gloomhaven, Jaws of the Lion, Terraforming Mars, or The Seventh Continent. Or you can invite a couple friends over to play. I highly recommend Ticket to Ride, but steer clear of Monopoly. It ruins friendships. Also, let them know about the no phone rule and try to limit it to one or two people. Read a book. Immersing yourself in a story is one of the best ways to escape your worries and transport yourself into another world. You can watch a movie, but do so with caution. Blu-rays are your best option, but if you must use streaming services, you should only turn your internet back on for the duration of the movie, then unplug it again. Try to watch something that will put you at ease. You get bonus points for watching movies that can improve your mental health. About Time, Soul, and Inside Out are all fantastic options. Whatever you do, don't binge watch TV. This could have the opposite effect and you'll feel like you've wasted your day. You can play video games, but again, do this one with caution. It's probably fine to play video games, but limit the amount of time to a few hours or break up the time with other activities in between. Also, super important, don't play anything like Call of Duty, Fortnite, or Halo. Stick to stress-reducing games like Animal Crossing, Firewatch, and Stardew Valley. Treat yourself. Make a cup of tea, French press some coffee, DoorDash some donuts, whatever you want, go for it and don't feel guilty about it. But maybe don't gorge yourself because then you're going to have a stomach ache and nobody wants that. For burnout first aid to be effective, it's best to do a variety of activities that will keep your mind engaged or something physical for a long period of time like backpacking or rock climbing for a weekend. Step five, here's some things that you should avoid. Number one is drugs and alcohol. And hear me out before you gloss over this part. Given the fact that you're feeling burnout, it would not surprise me if you've been using drugs or alcohol as a coping mechanism. I know it can be hard to give these things up, but it's really important if you want to be successful. Reducing chronic stress cannot be achieved with mind-altering substances. To improve your mental clarity, you can't cloud your head with a buzz. I have significantly reduced my own alcohol intake and it's done wonders for my energy and mood. If you're like me and you need to have a drink in your hand at all times, then there's some really great non-alcoholic options that I personally recommend. Monday Zero Alcohol Gin, Hop Water, and Spirity Cocktails Mindful Margarita. I've linked to them in the show notes. Uh, You can check it out there. If you just can't give up alcohol for the weekend, then at the very least, limit your intake to one or two drinks. Avoid crowded places. Overstimulation is your enemy. The idea behind this is that you need to disconnect and de-stress. Crowded bars, restaurants, parties, and concerts are not going to help you. Avoid certain people. 
if you're an extrovert, then the idea of spending a few days alone will probably add to your stress, not fix it. If that's the case, then plan to spend your time with a couple of close friends, but as I said earlier, make them stick to the disconnect rule. They don't have to lock up their devices, but they need to be silenced. Place them in a separate room where your guests must physically get up to go check them. Also, this probably goes without saying, but steer clear of anyone who causes you stress. And that brings us to step six, the final step. Don't put it off. If you're feeling burnout, then put this plan in action as soon as possible. Don't wait. To make it easier for you, let's go over a summary of everything we just talked about. So, number one, identify the sources of burnout and write them down. Number two, pick a time and set boundaries. Number three, pick a location and disconnect. Number four, plan stress-reducing activities. Number five, avoid things that can cause you stress. And number six, do it as soon as possible. Once you've gone through this exercise, you need to reassess and think beyond just first aid. So once you've disconnected, ask yourself these questions. Do you feel better? Did it help your burnout? Did it not work at all? Did it only work a little bit? If you feel better, that's fantastic. That's the whole point of this exercise. And if you're cured, that's even better. If you were unsuccessful, then you need to reflect a little bit further. Ask yourself, did I stick to the plan or did I break the rules? If you cheated a little, don't feel bad about it, but you need to be honest with yourself. Give it another try, but next time, follow all the steps. If you're still feeling burnout, then you need to take further action. Perhaps it's time to find a new job or change up the aspect of your life that's causing you so much stress. If you're unable to do that, then you should consider therapy. Acceptance and commitment is great for dealing with situations that you can't control. Whatever you do, do something. Don't live your life completely stressed out. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe so that you're notified every time a new one is posted. Also, please rate, review, and share this podcast because the more we talk about mental health, the better life can get for those who struggle. Now, please join me in taking one small step towards a calmer day with a two-minute meditation. Start by taking a relaxed but alert posture. If you're driving, continue to focus on the road, and if you're not, feel free to close your eyes or relax your gaze. Feel the weight of your body as gravity connects you to the earth and makes you feel grounded. Relax the muscles in your face, your neck, your shoulders, and the rest of your body. Now let's begin to shift your focus to the breath. Take a deep breath and follow it as it fills your lungs. Exhale slowly and let it all out. Continue to take long, slow breaths, paying attention as it enters your body and brings you calm as it leaves.
If your mind has wandered off, slowly bring your attention back to the breath. Now, relax your attention. Take this calming energy with you as you go about your day. Thanks for listening. I hope you join me next time.